It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become patron today all right you can start whenever all right three two one from the Gotham Podcast Studio, Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 94, Nine Dexter Henry. Four. was a good year. Brian Fonseca. I was born that year. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yo, a couple people. You were born, you were born when Illmatic dropped. There was like, there's been, there's three or four people have told me within the last couple of weeks, stop mentioning my age on this podcast because they yeah, feel yeah. old. <laughs> How young are they? <laughs> And ask them how they think I feel. Okay. One of them was like 30-something. Another one was like 30-ish. Oh, oh, I see. So they're older. Yeah, so yeah, your, yeah. Oh, your youth is making them feel old. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't feel old. I mean, but. yo, like, it's it's kind of a theme of the show. You know what I mean? Like, we, yeah. we got contrasting yeah, elements like here. Freddie Gibbs used to be a theme, too. No, that's the that's theme. Bandana <laughs> dropped this year. What you mean? Yeah, but I mean, We were just talking about how it might not be the album of the year anymore because you like Little Brother and I like Rhapsody, but I still might have Bandana there, but we don't have to talk about that on this episode. There will be an episode have, for that. We have a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of stuff to go. <laughs> a lot of other albums to come out, hopefully. Um, episode 94, we are here. This uh, episode is one that we're using did we, to did mark. We, did we introduce ourselves? We did. I said Brian Fonseca and Dex Henry. Okay. I did say, okay. I did say the name. Make sure. I, did. I was I did. like, did I miss something? No, I'm too busy. I'm hyped to be back, guys. You were hyped to be back. We're hyped to be back, and we're going to be doing this very often. Yes. Again, uh, moving forward. Back to our of, regular schedule. A little bit of a break. We missed the exact date of our two-year anniversary mm. of doing this podcast, oh, but yes. that has just passed. Two years uh, at the time you finish this, 94 episodes will be in the books. So, yes, salute. It's been fun. There will be more to come. Oh, yeah. We're not going anywhere. We moved. I mean, you can't go anywhere after you get a podcast of the year nomination. You can't, like, you know. <laughs> oh, no, look at you flexing. Like, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't. No, embrace it. Embrace. But, no, no, no. PC people just got to stop doing that. If you flex it, embrace the flex. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. It. Of all the podcasts there, I think we're the only independent one in the sports category. Hey. I think we're the only independent one. Hey. I'm not even saying that just to flex, but I'm saying that as like, yo, see, it's interesting because that can't that comes at a time where it's like I'll flex on it. <laughs> yeah, we're the only independent ones. That ma- that matters, man. Well, creative struggle inherently, uh, independence struggle, and. Then that happens, and it's like, oh, you you remember why you started doing this? Not because not to get the award necessarily, but because right. okay, other people see your sort of progress. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean that's a, it, that's worth flexing on, and I have no problem <laughs> flexing on anybody with that. Please, come on, please. Yeah. Are, are we not now a podcast an award nominated podcast? Yeah, we can say that. Yeah, we can say we that. We can say that. Yeah, whether wrong with whether that. or not we win, look, we're there. Yeah. All right, we're there. And look, to be honest, I mean... I mean, we were always there whether it was not there or not. Whether right. It wasn't validated by that, but and I ain't gonna nice. be I ain't going to be mad losing to 30 for 30, but just no. know next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, 30 for 30. We, we, we respect the other podcasts who are doing really good stuff mm-hmm. and producing quality work out there. Always have a great respect for it. There is some good podcasts out there, some yeah. really great podcasts out there. People do great work. So, yeah. you know, no disrespect yeah. to anybody. That's anywhere. a good that was a good way to sort of cap uh end the two years 
the for the second year. Yeah, of the, that was nice. You know that what was I mean? A, that was nice. It was it nice did. to see the growth. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's been a lot. It's like yo, the people who have been listening to the podcast from the beginning, or who have just caught on, or yeah. you know, there have been people that we picked up along the way. Like yo, uh, Sports Walk was kind of new when we started this. It wasn't what it is now. Like yeah. Sports Walk got an award, you know, yep. in the time that we've been doing nominated. This. Right, it yeah. got an award nomination in the time that we were doing this. Uh, side hustle wasn't a thing until recently. Yep. Like what I'm getting at is that, and we both worked at St. Francis, yep. so people have sort of seen us go from there to you know AccuWeather and MSG and you know all these other projects and things that we've been doing. So that's also that that also gets wrapped up into this two year thing too, because we don't just work and do a podcast. Like this is what we do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like this is also our this is our career. Like this is all part of it. The podcast, your work at AccuWeather, my work at MSC, my work at other places and things of that nature. That's that's all part of it. This is all part of it. Yeah, and it's all a grind, and we couldn't do it without the support of the people. Um, so you know, me personally, I know both of us. I'm grateful for that. There's even like you said, people who. Uh, recently, they saw the two year anniversary, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you had a podcast." Yo. I know some people at my job that like listen to the podcast that I didn't think would listen to the podcast. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, that's great, and I appreciate that support. So anytime we get somebody new or they want to hear interesting takes or things like that, um, it's always great, man. Like there was a lot of clips that I was just looking. At, I was like, "Damn, we've done a lot of these." And listen, this is what I want to tell people: listen, <sighs> something that people should know. Okay, booking guests. No oh, matter boy. what you do or what show you do. We don't have management, bro. easy. We don't have we management. We do this on our own. We don't have an agency These yet. These <laughs> are through relationships we've made, friends we know that are fine with coming and talking to us. And we've been able to get some great people. And I'm very proud that we've been able to have some uh, minorities in the sports journalism profession. Yo. Some women in sports and sports journalism that we've had to be, have a chance to come up here. Yeah. Even not in that world. Yeah. So to be able to come up here and have those people as guests and talk with us and have great episodes and other bring other demographics in to listen. That's important, but this is hard work. The guests we get take is hard work, not just because we know them. They're not like they have lives too, and they're busy. And they have things they're doing, and, yo, and it's and, timing. And they've grown since being on here as well. You just mentioned, um, you just mentioned, what did you just mention that made me think of this? But some of the guests, oh, women, Christina Tapper, right? Yep. That's somebody that we had recently, and yep. she just got a new job. She's moved on to something else. Yep. Like there have been people that we've had here that have moved on to other things as well. You know what I mean? So they've sort of grown. Yeah, that's just show as well. Yeah, and there's, there's people. There's 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 people coming. I was just talking with a, a, a potential guest. Oh yeah. Yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, and some other people. There's some people coming. And that's people know that. Look, we're not yeah. like we're not playing. Like when we've said that we have a bomb coming, then Iron Eagles here in studio. Like yo, dropping that bombs. happens. You know what I'm saying? We, this is 94 episodes. Uh, in two years, so you're looking at that's 47 episodes a year on average, which is basically you know 47 episodes well, every 52 week. weeks. Yeah, what a nice break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, and that's we we like, give you the best of our time. We appreciate the best of your time. Oh, we try to make it work. And Lord, Lord knows our schedules even with this are. Ooh, boy. New podcast alert: Life coaches Marguerite Pierce and Lindsay Jackson are bringing a rich blend of laughter, love and wisdom to their podcast necessity the pod seeks to re-establish the basic tenets of self-love self-confidence goal accomplishment and the ability to love life on your own terms necessity is available on all major podcast platforms so grab a cup and listen up as two coaches are on a mission to shift perspective one sip at a time speaking of the best of times some people are not having the best of times you might say, and that would be Antonio Brown. Yeah. Now of the New England Patriots at the time we record this podcast. Mm. Very interesting developments. Let's catch for those who don't know if you've been in the dark, under a rock, whatever. Yeah, Antonio Brown's been uh, doing some things this offseason, we could say. It was funny. Uh, for a while, or at least there were some fun elements uh, to there's it. No, there's nothing funny about it now. Yeah. You can't laugh about that now. Yeah. Regard- oh, boy. All right. You you, you can provide the <laughs> the information, the backstory to this one. <laughs> well, the bombshell that dropped uh, earlier this week is Antonio Brown. This was Monday evening, I believe, if I remember correctly, yeah. of this week they're recording. Sounds right. Antonio Brown uh, is being accused by a woman who used to be his personal trainer um, of sexual assault. The 
there's a lot going on here. Um, and you, I can let people, you can read that for yourself because there are going to be people that are quick to jump to, is she lying? Did he do it? Yeah. What I'm going to say to this and my reaction to it, what, and I would also say there are some, uh, what appears to be emails from Antonio Brown to this woman that yeah. don't look good. Yeah. I can say that. Although I will say this, uh, I mean, the, the emails, her name is Brittany Taylor, by the way. Sorry. So yeah, there's, there's, there's also that. Uh, the emails, the emails just look. It's weird because it's like I've I feel like I've seen dudes talk like that before where they feel entitled to you know certain things. That doesn't tell me that this was directly a sexual assault though. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm like I don't like I don't know what happened, and that's kind of where I'm saying we don't we don't have to jump to conclusions and be like oh you know this thing sort of has to play out. The interesting thing about it though is the timing, in terms of like not just as he gets this deal. That this comes out, but she's about to get married, and her name is attached to it and everything. So people who think she's lying, I'm like, look, she's putting her name to this. She's doing it now of all times, and this is apparently allegedly an incident from 2017 or 2018. I don't remember. But with all that being said, she's risking a lot. So you know. I don't I'm not one of these people where it's like, you know, I'm just going to believe it just like right off the bat, but I'm going to listen. I think that's what we should do. Well, I think anytime, none of us should pick anytime, sides right away. We should just get more information and, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But from, we should listen to someone who says they were sexually assaulted, not just dismiss them either. Like some other people are doing like, oh, she's a gold digger. And, you know, she's doing this do at a time this? where he gets does, a deal. Like, I don't think anyone knows anything. So, so why, didn't, why didn't this happen when he was traded and signed by the Raiders? He got a deal then. Why, you know, like, and that fits within the timeline. So that argument to me is weak. Well, I, some 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 guys think there. Some guys think that there's a proper time to do this, oh, right? So, like, oh, like oh, as soon as the incident oh, happens, you should oh, do it. But I think what those, they what they don't understand generally is that you know, with women, like it takes sort of time to process that. Not that I would know from experience. Yeah, I don't but know because I, I know been, women who've been sexually assaulted. And so do like, I. Yo, they, they don't want to say anything right after it happens. I know people, and there's multiple reasons for that. And we as society have created a lot of those reasons, especially men, in which women well, don't feel safe to yeah. come forward and speak on these issues. I've said this on this podcast before, which kind of echoes what you said, which is when a woman comes out to with a sexual assault, I can't definitively say what's true or not, but I based on history kind of don't have much reason to doubt her right. at this point. Right. I feel like at least you should listen because you know the history and the way we know women have been suppressed through these issues. So it's why would you not at least listen? Yeah, you have to. But some there's, there's a, all that all that stuff that came out, the documents and things like that. There's also a video floating around of both of them together which seemed to be consensual, but you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things that we just don't we're just we not don't clear know. with. So we'll see. Yeah. We don't there have been no uh Civil charges filed against Antonio Brown yet. He's not in that space. This woman will talk. Brittany, uh, what's her last name? Brittany Taylor. Taylor. Next week she's going to talk Brittany to the Taylor NFL. will talk to NFL. That, to me, is interesting because here's why I find it interesting. I think I know where you're going with this. What have I said before in this podcast? You don't trust the NFL. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't trust the NFL. Right. If this Brittany Taylor was sexually assaulted by Antonio Brown, have we have any evidence that the NFL handles things when it comes to women being abused what properly? We, what we have evidence is that the NFL doesn't want it to affect their bottom line more than anything else. Oh, that because the so NFL, they're not in the interest of they're in the interest of protecting the NFL. Yeah, they're not in the interest of finding out the truth to protect her or even to protect Antonio Brown. Because remember, Antonio Brown could come out the victim in all of this, regardless of how you know. But I don't how think he's I don't, the NFL doesn't care about that either. Right? They just want to be like, all right, how could we sort of get out of this with our hands clean, if possible? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that makes sense. So because that's pretty the much bottom line, the NFL is shown all the time is about business. They've been problematic in that. So I am. Well, that's why a lot of NFL owners support. 45 mm -hmm. as president because he thinks the same way as they do and it's all about freaking business yeah. i don't know why i'm speaking in this i don't know yeah. why that's like your but that's kind of but you that's kind of no but that's kind of <laughs> what it is it's like all of those dudes like they think alike 
they think that they they think in the same way like oh it's a business at the end of the day so how could i just get away from this and just keep my business going and keep everything i going? guess what i'm saying too though is if you're britney taylor somebody close to her might talk to her and say hey the, this is what the NFL is. Like, just know what they are mm-hmm. going into this. Like, I'm not saying she shouldn't talk or say anything. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm right. saying is just know who you're dealing with. I know who they are. I'm seeing them for who they are. So my expectations in them doing the right thing, I've seen enough now to not expect more, most multi-billion dollar corporations to do the right thing. I don't know off the top of my head if there's another route that she could go. Like, I don't really... I don't know what's the perfect way to handle this. Well, I mean, one the one thing is... I would think that... I'm basically saying, like, I would think that regardless, you know, by virtue of Antonio Brown being an NFL player, she kind of has to speak to the NFL at some point, no? I mean, she didn't have to. She could keep it all legally if she wanted to and never... That's true. And never spoke but, to them. But, oh, but then the NFL probably would have gotten involved anyway because they want to be sort of the judges they would, about these things. They, would like try- they, they want to get in yeah. front of the law when it comes to these certain things. It is interesting you say that because they probably definitely would have done their own investigation. Yeah. However, now she kind of puts – I don't want to say pressure. Pressure is probably not the right word, but puts them in a position where you have to think – how are they going to approach this meeting? What are they going to do? Again, yeah. I still think the question remains, will they do anything at all or the right thing? What happens if they actually find out that they have proof or she has proof that she can provide them that shows them? I know this is outside of a court of law, and I don't think they should be the judge, jury, and executioner on this situation. Yeah, But shows his employer that if he did do this, that he did it. What do they do with that information? Again, does anybody trust the NFL to do the right thing with the, with that information? Hey, here's a guy who does it. I don't. <laughs> right. I don't trust them based on what I've seen before. I feel like this is becoming a repetitive theme. I just don't trust them. I don't know. We are on the same page. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Antonio Brown there. did this. I'm not jumping to conclusions. I would listen to both sides. Even I think, though even though Antonio Brown said other things that are like problematic yeah but i think people need to stop jumping conclusions stop jumping stop jumping and saying that a woman is a gold digger when there's a sexual assault accusation yeah i feel like oftentimes the most dismissive stuff comes towards the women yeah right that happens a lot yeah that annoys me it bothers me it needs to stop right it's horrible right we're gonna see what happens what i will say though is Antonio Brown hasn't helped himself necessarily in looking in the most positive yeah. light because of some of his behavior before this. Yeah. Now, I thought for a while he's kind of been, I don't know, man. I'm like, yo, does he have some mental health issues? Is there something else going on the way everything played out with the Raiders, how he left the Steelers to the Raiders? Yeah. You know, I don't know what's people, going on there. Suspect, that doesn't yeah. mean that it's correlated. Again, I'm saying something else. It could be. I'm saying it doesn't make him look favorable, yeah. but it doesn't mean that it's correlated. And it doesn't so we have mean, to be and, careful. And it doesn't mean that he did it. Either. Right. So we like we just definitively don't know. Uh do you play him? <laughs> like there's also that part of it too. Like he's on a new team, he got traded. I thought he was just gonna sign a BS contract. It was what, fifteen million or ten million? Nine guaranteed. Nine guaranteed, and then the second year there's a team option for like twenty. It's a legit contract that I, the Patriots gave him. I was I thought the timing was interesting because it, w- it was Tuesday. Now I remember actually because yeah. it was before. It was very day before. Early. It was, was like the day after he got he got traded there. And he that's was, why the time the time I was like the well, timing signed, was signed really there. signed there, not traded. Yeah, and then the timing of this accusation, I was like, whoa, all right. So this just got this. Well, just I thought got, it was interesting because it was, it was before his first day of practice with the Patriots, so it was it was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Not that I think that really means anything because I don't think well, it does. We'll eventually it, find well, out. Well, I just I just thought Hopefully. it. Did, I thought it did in terms of the media firestorm that could have came with him being there. Would I play him, which is what you asked? I think that the team, the best PR move would mm-hmm. not be to play him until they've interviewed the woman, Brittany Taylor, and made a determination about the information that they have. Even would you and would you be operating under innocent until proven guilty? And then you would just sort of I, that that's you know what I'm operating off of, and this is why I think the NFL Damage could go control. that right. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking in terms of PR. Well, here, here's the which thing is, too: you don't want you don't want the cameras and mics at and people and reporters right. asking a whole right. bunch of questions that makes the if if we're going on the assumption that the NFL cares only about their brand, 
even if it's a small, it makes their brand look bad. So they want to protect that at all costs. Like if what you said is true, protecting them at all costs means not having to play on Sunday. Yo, in part two, uh, for, just from a football perspective, this Sunday they're playing at Miami. Uh, oh, they, they good. They, they yeah. <laughs> now nah, they got that. They, they don't really need nah, them they got to. Them. And that's where Antonio Brown's from. So I don't know if yeah. that's a situation you want to sort of avoid. But you got to remember Antonio Brown. He was he, he was born, raised in Miami, lived there, was homeless at 16 before he became a star at Central Michigan. I think he was kicked out of college at some point, and then wound up at Central Michigan where he was a late round draft pick. Like his upbringing wasn't perfect. Didn't all, didn't the so. incident question also happen in Miami? Is yes. It, yeah. Okay. Well, he's from there, so from there, right. I mean, you know, he. I people just, got homes elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, home. but if I lived in Miami, I'm, I mean, if I'm from Miami, I'm getting a spot in Miami. Like, come on. Yeah. The Sports Walk is back. Watch season three of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The first two seasons and current season are available now for viewing on the Sports Walk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sports Walk. Wait, wait, no, we got to do it now. Speaking of the Miami Heat, <laughs> we got to do this now. So, what is this? So, all right, uh, but with the Antonio Brown thing, we're going to wait and see. I don't think I don't think there's much more to it than that, and we'll just see how it plays out. But speaking of Miami, we'll keep it there. The American Airlines Arena, that contract is up with the Miami Heat. They're still going to be the airline for them, but they're no longer going to sponsor the arena. They're going to change their so name. So, new naming rights. Yes, someone's going to uh, sponsor it or at some point or whatever. A certain company put in a bid, and I'm just going to say this on the front end. People who, who saw me post this on social media, Dexter is not yet at the time we're recording this. I'm here for this, and you'll know why right away. <laughs> now I have a feeling what kind of company this is. So I'm going to give you a guess. How many guesses do you want? I'll take three. Okay, three guesses, Dexter Henry. Guess number one for the the company that so has reached out to the Miami Heat to sponsor this arena. You're here for this. Yes. Which tells me it's not like a wildly problematic company, but enough that there will be some people that will be probably upset about this. Something tells I'm, me I'm here something for- tells me I wouldn't be upset about it. <laughs> However, other people would. I'm going to go out on a limb yeah. and I'm going to say it is a porn website. <laughs> And you see, I know it because you would be here for that. Something tell I was I was just saying you already is got your pornhub.com. Bangbros.com, baby. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I'm gonna tell you something. This is still America, where there's a lot of people who are sexually repressed. <laughs> no! We live in a culture where we try to sell sex, but we act like it doesn't happen. Right? Like, sex is sold all the time, but we try to act like it doesn't happen. Seriously. I'm going into, like, kind of a serious Consen- Consensual sex. Yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still a lot of people, like, I'm not uncomfortable with porn, but there's probably going to be people who are. Bangbros.com but, is but not look, getting on listen, the side listen. of an arena. Hold on, hold on. However, however, I respect Bangbros are trying to, get, trying to get their name out there. One and two, if there's any market that should be sponsored that their arena should be sponsored by a porn website. Miami, Florida is the place. <laughs> uh, I would go with Las Vegas, but if but they, they don't if got they an NBA team. team, they don't got an NBA team. Yeah, so NH- I'm going. I'm going. NHL my, I'm, team, go- NFL team I'm going Miami one, and then LA two, probably New York three. I guess. Why is it? Wait, why are we associating porn with Miami? Uh, I mean, you hear Stephen A. talk about South Beach, right? <laughs> There's tons of nice women. Yeah. I don't necessarily right. The, my that, next step that's is it. Not, the end. The end. The, the end. Next, okay. <laughs> women on beach. All right. You know what? Porn. Maybe maybe Same Bang Bros could explain there. this because they put out a press release on Twitter. There's a press release for this? <laughs> oh my god. You think you think I'm coming empty-handed? No pun intended. <laughs> with the with the uh-huh. facts here on this huh. podcast. Huh. They'll be they'll, they'll be. Uh, I'm looking at the tweet. We've officially submitted. This is from Bang Bros Wait, official Twitter. Yo, the account. hashtag is amazing. <laughs> Bang Bros cares. Hold on, we're gonna tell you how we got to that point. We've officially submitted our ten million dollar bid 
for the naming rights to the Miami Heat Arena. I retweeted this on Twitter, by the way, with eyeball emojis. We wish to thank the American Airlines for their past support of the Miami Heat. We intend to change the name to Bang Bro Center, a.k.a. the BBC. <laughs> Man. You know, there's so many jokes that can go. Like, you uh, you, you got to respect that. Uh, so they want, You have to respect they that. They want everybody to come to the BBC. <laughs> That's what they want. And then the press release, world-famous Bang Bros announces bid for naming rights of Yo, former just, American Airlines. Arena. Just I'm it. so glad we have a podcast to discuss this. I mean, they're putting the bid because they can, and they're going with the BBC. Man, man. Here's the thing. Once you said you were here for it. Oh, God. I knew it had to be something raunchy because only you would be here for that. I just want to read the beginning of the press I'm not release. bothered by it, but it's never going to happen. Just the beginning of the press. I know. that's a dis- See, that's the disappointing thing in all this. I'm going to get to that <laughs> oh, in a second. Oh, that's hold what's on, disappointing. Hold on. Miami, and remember, the Miami Heat is my 2K team in, in this year. They're, they're going to be my 2K team. Can we change the naming rights of the arena? I'm probably going to make that happen in my 2K. And if I do it, I'll upload it on Twitter. But anyway. Miami is known. This is ri- this is written on the press release that they posted on Twitter. Miami is known for many things: South Beach, beautiful women, and sports teams like the professional NBA team, the Miami Heat. Miami is known for Bang Bros. <laughs> Wait, why? I think they're based there, or they do their oh, thing down they? there. Oh, see, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. No, I was no, gonna, no. I was gonna Google search that, but I don't want. <laughs> One of the you don't want that in your search history. One of the things that I kind of I mean I'm the only one that looks at this laptop. I, one of well until you're not. One of the things that I always say is when you have these teams in these different areas, I think there needs to be some kind of city regional tie to the companies. I'm going to Google Bang Bros headquarters. Yes, which could go terribly wrong. At, what, between but, the, between the D and the Q, what comes up next is going to be very interesting. Okay, good. I found their Wikipedia, so we're good. There's not going to be. Operating from Miami, Florida. So they are Ooh, Miami, Florida. Come base. on, son. It's not crazy. Come on, NBA. Make not, it happen. It's not going Bang to Bro happen. Center. The BBC. <laughs> it's not going to happen, man. It's not going. Yo, I can't. Are, I can't wait till Gerard they, watches what, this or if, listens if to that, this. If that happened, do you know what the Miami Heat are going to call their uh, dunk of the night? It's going to be the bang of the night. <laughs> That's what they're going to have to do. Bang at a bio. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, so it's it makes, not happening. Miami so. is also known for Bang Bros, so it makes sense to pair up winning programs like the Miami Heat uh, and Bang Bros for a sponsorship opportunity, naming the home the arena oh, they play Bang at. Bros is a winning program. I mean, look, they're very successful business. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Come on. Like, look, I'm not. Like, yo, according to Wikipedia, their stock has gone up. It, <laughs> this is just, this is too much. It's, oh. it's not happening. Wait, you could invest in. All right, never mind. They're publicly um, traded company. Are they? I don't. I didn't know that. Look, I gotta find out. I mean, not got to, but you know. Yeah, you do. Um, what's it called? To show how serious Bang Bros is, they've already offered ten million to the Miles Gallagher of Cleveland Superlative Group. To Miles Gallagher of Cleveland Superlative Group, and are suggesting to name the Bang Bros Center the BBC as a new home for the Miami Heat for the next decade. Oh my God. Uh, Bang Bros already owns the domain bangbrocenter.com to partner up and broadcast, promote, market, and take and help take the heat from out of the 305 to worldwide. Okay, a couple things. They there. lost you there? They, the <laughs> last, they, 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 were, they were doing fine in everything they said to the last sentence. You, you're not going to take the heat out of the 305 and worldwide. It's not going to be you. How is Bang Bros not trending No on company on an arena makes the team more famous than what it is. They, they, they're feeling themselves a little bit much there. Well, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm sure it's like, you know, it's it's satire Players, to some degree. Yeah, I, I think so. Listen, but here's the thing. If I'm Jimmy Butler, if I'm Bam Adebayo, I'm, I'm for this. I, they're <laughs> never going to say that publicly. And if somebody does well, say right, publicly. right, that's the thing. If somebody does say it publicly, the NBA is going to be like, yo, you need to shut up real quick. But what, uh, uh, yo, I, I'm asking this kind of seriously, like partially seriously. Uh. <laughs> Yo, but honestly, like, what's the big deal? Like, <laughs> no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There what's is the big deal? for me, for me personally, there's no big deal. Right. Sex happens. Porn happens. People watch porn. I feel like it's gonna be a clip somehow. Yo, I'm, I can't however, wait. This, however, this is going. This is going. However, yeah. Like I said, there's still a lot of these people we talk about 
conservative values and all this stuff. There's a lot of people who are going to be They're so the ones watching porn this. the most. I, we know that they are too. <laughs> however, however, they're going to be like, yo, putting it up on Arena, too far. Which is kind of ridiculous when you think about the fact that, as I said earlier in this topic, we in this country, companies, use sex to sell everything all the time. I mean, the NFL, look at their Budweiser commercials. Yes. Some of them. So look now, at their former so, GoDaddy commercials with Candace Michelle, yeah, they're pretty, who was in Playboy right, and pre- a WWE wrestler. They're pretty much saying, uh, drink this, eat this. You might want to have sex with this attractive person. Look at look at Axe. Way. Look at Axe spray. Yeah, they made their name off that. Axe smelled. It's all good. It's all terrible. Good. You, what, what you have to realize in the commercialization of things, it's all good if you show it like you kind of could be near the sex, but you can't go all the way with the sex. I, I don't. They, under- they, they, they don't. They don't want that. Like, uh, see, here's that's, here's that's another. A, thing. I don't have a problem with of it. all they the NBA, of all the NBA markets. Miami's a place where I'm not really thinking of the children. To be honest. Like, I'm not worried about no, no, kids no, no, coming no. to the games and seeing that but stuff. But kids come to the games, man. You can't ignore not that. Not as much to the heat. How do you know that? I'm guessing. Well, have you looked at a heat game? There's I'm plenty just... of kids at a heat game, man. Are there? I yes. don't know. I, I watch a ton of league passes. There's I use... plenty of kids at a heat game. Okay. But the, look, you got to learn at some point. <laughs> yo. Yo. Here, Let me tell see, you something. But, I, look. But see, but, see, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> see, that, that's your point in speaking out as a non-parent. <laughs> right? Here you go. I well, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm, part, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with this. Yes, but I'm also like half but that's, kidding. But that's we should the, be having sex education in all high schools. But that's the real of it. Most people don't want to have sex, sex education talks with their kids, and most people don't want to have sex education talks with their little child walking up to the arena. Hey, daddy, what's Venmo's? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's a site of porn where people have sexual activity, and some people watch this to enjoy themselves. Like, I'll be honest. Is it really problematic if you have to tell your kid that at some point? Because you probably will. I agree with you on the whole premise of you have to tell them at some time. I just have realized. Yo, let me. Let me hold on. It. I've realized from being around parents and other parents. No, you're right. Some people get very uncomfortable with that. I personally am not. Yeah, well, well but a lot I, of other I people speak, are. I could speak from from me coming up. No pun intended. But my parents were because we never had the birds and the bees conversation. I just found out. I just first, found out what was going first, on. First of all, first of all, let me say something to that. I would say this is as nicely as I could say about if I said the Uba Duba. If you're a parent out there and you're doing birds and the bees, step your game up. Yeah, man. no, but step I'm, your they game didn't. Up. Nah, but no, we, you're saying they should have a sexual education conversation, but don't come with the birds and the bees. That's weak. It was a more efficient way of saying it. And no, it, no, no, no. I'm not blaming you. Oh, I'm oh, just oh. saying people who actually have to use oh, the whole oh, birds oh, and bees oh, stories. No, no, I'm saying it's not. Nah, we're Hispanic. That's what like, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, <laughs> I'm just saying that's whack. We don't do that. Don't but do I'm just, like, I didn't really have those. I mean, I probably had those conversations with my brother at some point. But for the most part, I just went in and found well, out. Well, hey, you had somebody to talk to. I went in and that, found out, and I knew that I had it. Could be sometimes for some people going in and finding but out. But I at least, I at least knew yo condoms. All right. Uh, I mean, that, that's a start. But there's more you need to know. Yeah. And the more you know, the more you know. Yeah. So I did not. This is. This, this is not where I thought this was going. Yeah. Wow. But but I mean, look, you you were kind of onto me at some point. Like, yeah, because you, you started laughing, and you kind of I, I kind of saw like your sensibilities are about that and making jokes around that. Content. So I was like, Content. yeah, I could see that. I Episode ninety four, baby. <laughs> we we here. Uh, you know, I tell you what, could have been a different number for a different episode that would have tied oh a lot more into that. <laughs> Moving right along, I support I support Bang Bros' efforts to. Yo! Uh, to, I to, love try to, to try to Look, get the name let out. Let me there. say this. I love that they're making an effort. Yes. I love that they put out a press release. And I hope look, here's the thing too. I should have mentioned this. On the on the follow-up tweet, they tagged Stephen A. Smith, Dan Lebatard, Izzy Gutierrez, uh, people from the Lebatard show, because they know they know Lebatard is probably gonna talk about that. Oh, I hope he does. And I want to hear what he has to say too, but I'll tell you what. Again, uh, I'm gonna say this. As much as I would like to see it happen, it ain't coming. <laughs> Yo, this is one of my favorite segments we've done in a minute. (laughs) Of course it is for you. Bang Bros, they try to bring excitement, but somebody who's not excited, Team USA. Oh, man. Somebody who's not coming strong. No. They they, they did not in their quarterfinal matchup against France. And I'm going to be saying right here, there's a lot of – the narrative always seems to be around Team USA lost. They they got dropped down to the consolation round and then got – were down 23-5 to to Serbia – which was a much-anticipated matchup that ended up being a game that meant pretty much nothing. They're playing for fifth place. 
Um, but the USA did qualify for the Olympics, and that's, I guess, what matters the most. They did still manage to qualify for the Olympics. But, you know, when you're USA basketball and this sort of happens. But it happened because the players didn't care about the World Cup. Do you care as a consumer? Uh, like, I mean, because I know you're American, but you're not like, you know, you're not a nationalist. I mean, you're not patriotic. I mean, like that. I root for USA basketball because a lot of players I like, and, and so I, I root for them. But if Grenada was good, you'd root for them more. Oh, hell yeah. That, that, that's how I am with hell Puerto Rico. Yeah. I, grew, I root for them more than I yeah, root for. Of course. Because also they need it more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. need that more. Look, Americans I, this, don't need this, success this is, in basketball. There's two things about this. One, the world has been getting better. There are better players on different teams. And w- I thought the dangerous teams in this tournament for this USA team, which was not, like, loaded with all-star talent, okay? Two all-stars on the team. thought they had enough to win it, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, they had enough to win it, but I also don't think it was the most structured team. They didn't have enough shooting, which okay. is which to me it was a problem. They did not have enough shooting, and – they probably could have used a better interior defender on this team. Miles Turner is pretty good, but really good. Yeah, who I thought saw some good things from. Him. I think we'll have a good season, but I just think they but, did, they but, didn't have enough shooting. It also look if they, look if Team USA has its best players, they will win. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you're not probably going to get that. But but I mean, just look at oh, I think they will for the Olympics, right? And we're going to get to that in a second. But just looking at this roster real quick because you brought it up. I mean, look, I like Derek White as a player a good deal. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't yeah. be in Team USA. And even I like at the FIBA him as a World player. Cup. Like him as a player, he shouldn't be there. I like Joe Harris as a player, shouldn't be there. No. All right. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> that that is. I remember FIBA Donovan World Cup. Mitchell, Jason Tatum, <clears throat> Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton. Those guys should all be there. Um, Marcus Smart. I like Marcus Smart, but no. Right. You know Agreed. the problem was there Harrison was, Barnes, Jalen Brown. You know yeah. what I mean? My, Mason Plumley. Come on. Like, uh, basically, they should have kept half that team. I'm good with Miles Turner, Chris Middleton, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Brooke Lopez, too. I'm good with Jason Tatum, but it's like. not stretch the floor. That should have. Like, you should have gotten guys like Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, even though. But those guys turned it down. Right. And that's. So, what are you going to do? Well, this is what's going to happen is that Team USA just sort of moves in cycles, right? So, them losing back in. What the late eighties? That sort of sparked, sparked the, the dream team. Yes, the two thousand six sparked the redeem team. Right, two thousand four rather. Two thousand four because when Puerto Rico, when Carlos Arroyo put twenty four seven and four steals on America. I know this today because I I just today I just because sense you're Puerto Rican. No, but I also <laughs> sent somebody a quote on JJ Barea and Carlos Arroyo for a book that they're working on. He'll have more info on that at some point. But yeah, so uh, basically. That sparked the Redeem team in 2008. You know, then they win in 2012 and then 2016. Remember, they won, but not by that much. And then this happens in the FIBA World Cup. I think what you're going to see in the in the Olympics next year. It's going to be it's going to be bad for the competition. And, and also that's remember, why I'm not worried about it. It's but, like, huh. but also the FIBA World Cup used to be in the middle of that four year oh, yeah. gap. That matters because I remember after 2008, that's when you saw the next sort of crop. That was when Kevin Durant was really young and he yep. was sort of the star in that team. And they won that World Cup. But you had other guys who were from that 06, 07 draft, 08 draft sort of playing and, you know, and, and playing on the international level representing the team like that. Them having it this, this late before the Olympics and before the season sort of hurt it as well. And I find it interesting that you had all the Boston guys there because I'm curious to see how if, if that's going to affect them at all. I actually think it's going to affect them, affect them positively this year. I, I agree. I agree. Well, they needed that because Kemba Walker needs to get used to playing with running and running the show with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. The, those are the three guys that he yeah. needs the most well, chemistry. We're, we're going to talk about them and, and all that in a couple of weeks. But I... But but that's but I, I I do think all those things are legit and there are reasons problems there are reasons that people didn't show up yeah they're not changing this format I personally think what should be done with the format is make the World Basketball Championship a twenty three U team kind of like the mm. opposite of what they do in the Olympics for soccer in the Olympics okay. is twenty three and under you would make the FIBA World Cup twenty three under I would let it be all about young talent from these countries. And let's that that way that way it takes away the whole charade of oh this person's not coming this person's not coming we know that these young players... I don't know that it will entirely just because like some of the young players think about it if you did a twenty three and under team now D'Angelo Russell said no 
right? Devin Booker said no. I don't think those guys are saying no. You don't think they would? Why. Okay. Here's why. Because they, they know that getting on playing on the select and the 23 and under team gives them a chance at next Olympics to get their shine and get on their team. It okay. gives them. It actually incentivizes, incentivizes them to be on the Olympic team in the future. Right now, there's really no incentive for the FIBA World Cup. But if you could make it a 23 and under, now those guys who are young are like, yo, this is kind of my chance to shine on the world stage. Right. I can also then get a look when I'm a more established star four years down the road, or actually would be the next year, right. to maybe get a shot in the team or the next time the Olympic team comes around. It's, it, soccer, I like how they do that. It works. It's good. Even though it's the flip, it's the reverse in the Olympics because nobody cares about the Olympic soccer. People care about the World Cup. It's the reverse for basketball. People care about their basketball in the Olympics, yeah. but nobody really cares about the World Cup. They're trying to build the World Cup. So build the World Cup up by selling young stars. Now you're also going to see some of these young dudes on these other teams instead of starting seeing some of these older dudes on these teams. Like, I was surprised. I didn't know um, my man Luis Scola was still playing for Argentina. With a haircut. And balling. <laughs> he was, yo, he was killing against Serbia. Now the twenty three and under thing, would yeah. you do that worldwide or would you yeah, just do you gotta that? Yeah, you got to do it worldwide. Okay, so America's gonna win then. <laughs> they're they're gonna win if they, if it's our twenty three and under our if it's America's twenty three and under and yeah, everyone I else's twenty three and world, under. Yeah, I think it should be a entire World Cup thing because I'm actually I'm not even talking about in terms of for America. I just I actually think it's just a good thing for basketball because now you're differentiating between the two tournaments. It's like if I look at Olympic soccer, I know I'm looking to see these young players on these squads that might be coming in a couple of years that for, if you're a soccer head, you're going to know about these guys, but you're like, okay, I want to see them in the national play because on the, in a, on the main club, they're not going to get that kind of burn. But here's the thing. It's like with FIBA, they're trying to make this tournament matter more like before in 2014, if you won FIBA Americas, you were able to qualify for the world cup. Now you're not, you just qualify for like a spot in the Pan American games. So all that is sort of different now. Where they're trying to make this matter more. That's why, even in spite well, of we didn't USA, even care. For, we didn't even care for the qualifying. Did you see the qualifying team that Jeff Van Gundy was coaching last year? Oh no, just to get here. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it was like, like G League dudes. Yeah, exactly. But it's like now with the World Cup. That's why they're trying to make this matter more, so that people, can, so that teams like America can send their guys over. And that this will be the wake up call, I guess, because maybe in a few years they'll be able to send some of those younger yeah, dudes. Yeah, but see, if you do that with the younger dudes, now when you're doing these teams that are trying to qualify for the Pan American Games to get into the FIBA, now you're going to start with a real program that starts from the ground level working up. This is what works for all the great soccer teams. Like, this is what makes the two tournaments work. If you truly have a level of, yo, you're getting these guys, like right now, Zion. He'd be perfect. He'd be perfect. Yeah. Maybe you would have played on a select team. Maybe you would be bringing him along through the couple of years. He would have been perfect. Now he's the next World Cup. He'll be 23. Yeah. Yeah. And he can play in that. And, I mean, he also could very well be selected for the Olympics. I was going to say, he might be on the Olympics. That's actually not crazy to think about. (laughs) He might be on the Olympics. He could be. Whoever's the rookie of the year should be on the Olympics team. He might be that. He could be. And now you can see certain things like that. So. I think they need to just look at the format. It also, it just it to me is better for basketball. I know one term will be about the young stars, and the other will not. I know I know FIBA probably wants to make it more about they want to make it like the World Cup of soccer, but they have a yeah. long way to go before they can make it that. And here's the thing: having it in China didn't help us here in terms of like people watching it from America on ESPN Plus. Yeah, but they, they they're thinking about they got to think about it as. Oh, for sure. No, they're thinking Everybody. about it internationally. You know, I don't I, know how it's doing internationally, but I know here people didn't sure care. Fine. People didn't care as much because a they knew USA didn't send their best guys and they expected to win, and then b when they lost, they were like, oh, whatever. You know, they yeah, didn't I send mean, their best guys. I hate to say it's kind of my, but I kind of like. But the, I, I'm really I into like the FIBA the, World Cup. I, like, I was shoot, yo. I woke up early and I saw Puerto Rico against Tunisia. You know I, what I'm saying? I, like, now nah, I was gonna pass on that. Not, game, not Tunisia, not Tunisia, not Tunisia, not Tunisia. Puerto Rico versus was it Spain? It might have been Spain. I actually watched that game. Spain and another team that they played at 8:30 a.m. that they actually beat. Look, I enjoy basketball. I'm a basketball junkie, so I was watching. It. I was watching it while uh, taking my daughter to school. I'm watching it on. The I train love international back. basketball. So I yeah. am a junkie. So I'm going to watch, and you're getting to see some players in other places you might not see. In like Argentina, really impressed me. Whole mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff. So we'll see how the rest of the tournament goes. But I enjoy it regardless. 
if some the people they, look, there's two segments. There's people like us that are junkies that can't that love some late August September basketball. Yeah, and can't wait for this. There's other people that just want to tune in and see the stars on either team. I get it. Like it's fine. Some people are going to be into it. Some people are not. Some people don't have ESPN Plus. That's the thing. I think they should. Pro- I like. I kind of like what they're doing and trying to push ESPN Plus in that way. But Putting like a lot of stuff. There. I'll tell you what. If they had stars, people would have been signing up for more subscriptions to ESPN Plus. Yo, here's the thing too. I mean, I get it because ESPN Plus is is five dollars a month. It's not. It's just. It's cheap. You know what I mean? Like, so I get that they're putting it on. There, I have a problem with. But that. it would probably help if they put like cert- maybe certain games on ESPN two or ESPN. Maybe if but, they, maybe if they had got to a semifinal or championship game, maybe they would have. That done probably it. look. It still might. I don't know. Depending on who's there, I guess. Well, now I don't. Now I don't know if ESPN has incentive to with no US in it, but we'll see. But I'll say this too. I mean, that ha- this happening so close. It's in, we're in September, so we're looking at training camp in what two weeks? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I could understand why guys like CJ McCollum and no, other guys it. were like, nah. I, I, I'm not. I don't knock any of those dudes. But right. I. But I'm not worried for them for the Olympics because guys are going to show up. Because one, it's the Olympics. Two, it's in August. You have a little bit more time to rest before the season starts. And three, it's like after this happening, people are going to get up for the Olympics now, probably more than they were before. Here's what I'll say. Is interesting. And it's the Olympics if at the they, end of the day. If they win the Olympics and they come back with stars and they dominate, or not even dominate, because yeah. I, I think the days of looking at what happened in 1992, those days are That's not, not happening, happening. anymore. Nah, nah. Because back then, if you remember, all everybody talked about was the margin of victory. Now it's like... We know there's teams that have good players like France who have played together for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my man Frank Nilakina for showing up oh, against the U.S. Yo. We're hitting some big shots and playing some tremendous defense. I'm, on Kemba Walker. On Kemba Walker. But we all knew we could defend at an elite level. I've been saying this. I know, but like, if I Ke- see- but Kemba Walker is also probably a top five guy in terms of handling the ball yeah. in the world. Here's the thing. <laughs> if I see this tra- – this is a Knicks aside. If he can take some of that confidence – hey. This is an if, people. Don't jump on me for that. (laughs) And I will touch on this later in the month. If he can take some of the confidence and translate that over, uh, please don't count him out on on the roster. I do think tournaments like these can help players of his age. Oh, 100%. And stature. Yeah. And maybe he can translate that over. We'll see. And who knows? Maybe. Just maybe. You could see a most improved player on the New York Knicks. We need Sky Sue back, man. We need... (laughs) Because y'all, look, oh, I don't know. He's coming up here. We will talk about that. I mean, I do have some things to say about that. We will talk about that. But look, it, the point I was going to make is if they win next year in the Olympics, but then four years from now they lose another World Cup where they don't have a strong mm. set of players, I really think they're going to have to reconsider. And it depends how they lose. If they kind of look what they did now, they lost in the quarterfinals, and then get you lose in the game to play for fifth place, and acted like you kind of didn't care about it, which I kind of understood. The dudes are probably like, "Yeah, we trying to go home." I yeah. get all that, but if that happens again, I think you will think about another way of revamp because they'll start to say, "Yo, the world is caught up that even our average B team, yeah, can't win anymore." And I think we're kind of at that point. The B team. Ain't good enough to beat the world. Well, the B team in 2010 was led by Kevin Durant. So this was a different B team. And this was probably like a C, B. You know, you're no, right. No, like a D you know, team. Nah, you're right. I'm probably being nice saying this is yeah, a B team. Yeah, right. You know, it's probably like a C team. Because it, you, that 2010 team at Kevin Durant, that did wonders. That was a good you know, I mean, look, the best two players on this team, we could agree, they were Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Chris Middleton's probably third. Those are the three all-stars in this. Well, Donovan Mitchell wasn't technically an all-star, but we know he's an all-star level caliber Jason player. Tatum played good for stretches. <clears throat> right. But, I mean, Kemba Walker, if Kemba Walker is sort of, if you're rating players from 1 to 100, right, if you're ranking them, Kemba Walker is what amongst players in the NBA in the top 15, right? Is he ahead of Kyrie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trolling. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, he's in the top, like, 15. Donovan Probably. Mitchell's in the top 20. Like, you probably need a couple of top 10 guys even in this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you need more shooting, and I think you need good interior play. When, or you could just— When you you're could, playing where, where there's no defensive three seconds and bigs can camp in the lane in international play, right? that makes a huge difference. You could win with a team led by Kemba Walker. You just got to have, like—you mo- just can't have, like, Joe Harris and Brooke Lopez. You got to have other dudes in your top 25, 50, 30. You know what I'm saying? Like— yeah. Is 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 Brooke Lopez a top one hundred NBA player today? Maybe. 
probably in the probably. Back, probably in the back somewhere. Joe Harris is probably in the back somewhere. You know, if they're in the top one hundred. Yeah. Jalen Brown. We look, here's the thing. I mean, we'll see how they do the next time, but we ain't trying to see it. we ain't trying to see the C team again. Give me three guys you want to see in the twenty twenty Olympics for Team USA. I see. I'm not worried because I think the stars are going to play. But three guys I want to see. Three, three that you want to see. I think stars are going to play too. It's the Olympics, and you know guys are all about their brands um, and stuff. Guys are all about their brands. Going to the Olympics Anthony and getting da- a gold Anthony medal. Anthony Davis, absolutely want to see. Okay. Remember, he was a rookie on the 2020 Olympics. That's 2012 right. Olympics. But I, you want to see him now yeah. as an established player in his prime. Yeah. I want to see him there. I also would like to see some of this really Carnsey Towns. Some of this really hit. He should play for the Dominican some Republic. Of, he should. But they're not going to qualify for the Olympics. Some of this depends on what some guys do over the next year or so mm-hmm. and how their games develop. Um, some dudes I'm, I, I'm thinking about, I'm like, mm, they might still be a little bit too young, so I'm not really going to put them there. Zion, yes. if he plays, that's who I was if, if he plays to, if he plays to who, send we, that to Spain. Yeah. If he plays to, see what Marcus Sol does with that. Yeah, if he does what he's supposed to do, it, that people think he can do in the league, then yeah, I definitely, I definitely would like to see him on there because it's a, it's an interesting shift in the NBA because it should be some good young Devin Booker. There should be some good young, better stars that I think can come in and really contribute and really be good and really help if they play to up to their potential. I want to see. There's a bunch of guys that I would like to see play internationally. Kawhi Leonard is somebody who me. Oh, yeah. That's definitely one. That's definitely somebody yeah, I want to see. Kawhi. One of his teammates. I, I, think, also I can see, see Kawhi too. in the 2020 team. I want to see one of his teammates on the team, too, not Paul Pat George. Beverly. <laughs> of course you want to see Pat Beverly. I wasn't going to mention him, actually. I wasn't going to mention him. Who are you going to mention then? Lou Williams. International game with Lou Williams. You know what? Oh man, he's like, an undersized. He's somebody. Guard, he... I'm. I'm surprised he didn't. I don't know if he was supposed to play. Yeah, I'm, probably sure, not. I'm sure he was. I mean, if Joe Harris is on that team, Brooke Lopez on that team, Lou Williams should be. You considered to be on this team, but he's somebody I would like to see play internationally. Um. Try also. 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 Why are you smiling? <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Who is this? Your boy. Who could have benefited from this World Cup experience? I don't know if he's going to qualify for the My Olympic boy. team because there's going to be like a lot of great players there. But Julius Randle, man, yeah, he turned Julius it down. Randall? He turned it down. I, I um, saw him turn it down. I was like, man, I could. He could have benefited for it. John Morant's another one. See, some guys like that, I got to see how they do in the next year. It might be, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. I, I think they can be ready for next World Cup. I was thinking Trey Young in that regard too. Ooh. But I, he I gotta, turned down World Cup too. I. I think he did. Yeah, well, everybody. I got to wait wait on some of these guys. Who's, who's going to be the best player on that team, do you think? Probably Kawhi Leonard? If Kawhi If go. Kawhi played. Like, who do you think? Because LeBron's passed it, right? LeBron's not doing it anymore. I don't think so. He's probably not doing international play no, anymore. And he I probably, so. you know, he shouldn't. And I don't think if the other best players come to play, they don't need LeBron. But I think the best player you're looking at for that 2020 team is probably Kawhi Leonard. If it's not one of those top five guys, you're probably looking at Damian Lillard or Anthony Davis. Someone in that. I think regard. if Kawhi, Damian Lillard would be great. Kawhi and Anthony Davis as two stars are going there, Damian Lillard would also be fantastic. Oh, the gold medal, right there. If you get, if you get now, get guys who take like if Donovan Mitchell takes another level to his game, who should absolutely be considered Listen. for it. If you get Jason, the two guys I think on this team that should absolutely come back for the Olympic team, that because they're young enough and I think they can take great leaps in their games this year, is Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. Those two guys I would put back uh, on the team. I'll throw Kemba Walker in there, too. Yeah. But I, but I feel I, like he's I, not going to do it again. But though. I see why you wouldn't, though. I see I why you wouldn't. I just don't think he's going to do it again. I just don't see it. Mm. Age, I just don't see well, it. Well, we'll see. We'll see how he gets through the season if, if there's any yeah. right there. But, I, like, if I am build, like if I could just build, like, a, a fantasy sort of starting five, then Damian Lillard's there. Kawhi Leonard's three. Uh, Anthony Davis... He could be a four or five. He's you know who would have been fine as a situation? He was on the team, but he didn't make his injury. Kyle Kuzma, fine with him on the team. He knows he's not a star, but I think he's that guy who can stretch a floor, situational role player. Devin Booker we mentioned before. That gives you some other shooting. Yo, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's another guy I would yeah. have. Fine with, I'm fine with that. Wait, did Steph Curry play in the – he didn't play in the last Olympics, right? 2016, did he? I don't think he did. No, but Clay did, right? Yeah. Steph should get a gold medal, bro. Like yeah, he, uh, he, should, he should. Well, I can see him playing then. 
He would be. I could see him doing it now because I don't think Golden State's going to get as far yeah, this season. Like he'll he'll have some free. Like you know, I would love to see Steph. Cur- I mean, look, he's a big star. Also, he gives him shooting. Yeah. He, so he was on the world. He was on the 2010 national team with the with World Durant. Cup team. Yeah. So not the Olympics. Not the Olympics. And he was in the World Cup team in 2014. And Clay was on that team too. So he's never been in the Olympic Olympics. team, Steph Curry. I think you can see because by the time, well, in 2016, well, that's when he started. Going 2012, he wasn't runs. at that level yet, yeah. and in 2016, he was winning championships. championships so I get it. Now that they're not going to win a championship this year, yo, Steph Curry, I'll get that gold medal, bro. <laughs> I, I, I think that's very likely. There, there's a starting five right there: Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, um, Anthony, Davis. Anthony Davis, and who would the five be? I actually, I'll roll with Miles Turner at the five. Okay. Or I'd go for Crosby Towns. Yeah, I'll roll with Miles Turner, Carl Anthony Towns, or even Andre Drummond if he wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or, yo, look, here's a young guy. I know this guy probably is a couple years off, but I look look at him. He could fit into a role on a Team USA team if you want to build. Get a guy like Mitchell Robinson in there. You're going to yo, need shot blockers. Yo, Get, like, listen. He's listen. a guy. You, could be, you need stars, and then you need you have to build a team right with some supplementary role players. I think Mitchell Robinson is going to make the select team because he's going to make a leap this season. He it, Look, he's the starting center, right? He's yeah. going to be the starting center this year. Uh, yeah. He'll average a double-double and probably lead the league in blocks. Why wouldn't you take him on a select team? I would. You know what I mean? We'll see. And we'll let me see. say this. Uh, Mo Harkless, Shabazz Napier. Uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Mo Harkless, Shabazz Napier, Jonathan Isaac. You dudes need to play for Puerto Rico, bro. Like, okay. <laughs> like you dudes I need mean, to play for Puerto Rico. In the, I mean, like, y'all should because ain't none of y'all playing for the U.S. Yo, yeah. Look, like Puerto Rico qualified to qualify for the Olympics, and they they they're not gonna be in the Olympics. They haven't been in the Olympics since 2004. They haven't qualified since then. And here's the thing that pisses me off because they have all these other dudes that could play for the team that they're not gonna play for Team USA. Why don't they play for Puerto Rico, man? We could we should have had Melo on our squad. Honestly, should have had Melo on our squad. He's Puerto Rican, kinda. Is he? Does he have dual citizenship? I mean, yeah, but you're oh. Puerto Rico. You're also an American that's citizen. True. One of his parents is from one of his parents. That's how that's how Jonathan Isaac is Puerto Rican. Rican. Like a lot of them, they have one parent right. from there. So that's all they need, right? It's not like another country with it. Yeah, right, yeah. Obviously. So it's different. Yeah. Like Shabazz Napier, right. they have one parent from there. Yo, that team would be nasty if you had Shabazz Napier, Mo Harkless, Jonathan Isaac, JJ Barea could do one more time, Carmelo Anthony, and then they and then they're there with Ronaldo Balkman and David Huertas. Don't sleep on Ronaldo Balkman. He's actually pretty good internationally. He's older now. Stop it. But yo, BSN MV Finals MVP a few years ago. Stop it. Ronaldo Balkman's nice and, and, and no, it, ain't, ain't no Knicks fan trying to hear that, man. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, we got we got to we got to wrap this up, man. Um, Team USA, uh, you'll be back at some point. We'll, you'll be back, and I hope Puerto Rico qualifies for the Olympics because they got to the finals of the qualification tournament of uh, 2016 for that Olympics, and they lost to Serbia. Yeah, and Serbia's pretty Serbia's good. pretty good. Yeah, Serbia's pretty I think good. they had Jokic already. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, numbers. Yeah, we'll save that other combo for a podcast. Where we yeah, we'll more save time. that for because that one, that one's layered. That's gonna. We deep. can actually get into that next that's, episode. That's gonna be one deep. of our next two episodes. Um, I'm saving that right there. But numbers, we're at 94. Um, we'll see how much. We'll see how 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 many. We'll we'll see where this one goes because I have no idea where you're gonna go because this is a loaded category right here. <laughs> this is a loaded category. Gonna, I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm going. We're gonna start off with Demarcus Ware. Started off very strong. Strong. Probably the best NFL player to ever wear the number. Probably. Chad Brown. Now I'm thinking about what you just said. Charles Haley. He's gives that a run for his money, but I probably he does. Agree with you. Okay, he does. Go ahead. Uh, Lawrence Timmons also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Demato Pico. Mm-hmm. Cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. Robert Quinn. All right. Let's see. Kabir. <laughs> Baja Biamila. <laughs> Yo, so you can't say this name and It's Kabir Baja Bialima, right? It's Akbar Baja Biamila. No, no, no. That's his brother. Oh shoot. That's God, yeah. Oh yes, son. Remember I was telling you yeah. I, remember I was saying before I met uh I I forgot about I forgot they had a brother. I forgot. Kabir was the nicer one. Yeah. He was with the Packers. I, Akbar. I used to trade for him and Madden too back I, in the day. I, it always comes back to video game. <laughs> Akbar, I actually met at. If, ironically, you bring that up. Akbar, I met in person at a Madden party <laughs> at the Super Bowl. What Super Bowl was that? When well, the, they used what? to do the Madden Bowl. God damn, I wish they still did that. 
Uh, yeah, but it was a Madden party, and what's he did American Ninja Warrior. This was for yeah, yeah. Well, that's funny. How I ended up talking to him at this Madden okay, party yeah. was about this. This was the Super Bowl where the uh, Seahawks did the stupid. Pete Carroll made the stupid play oh. and the interception. So that's Super Bowl. I was out at least there. they won one. Yeah, I was out. <laughs> yeah, I was out there, and I was talking to. And it's funny because at the time, now I knew Akbar because I used to watch a lot of Ninja Warrior with my nephew. Yeah, and so like. Yo, he kind of just rolled up to where I was and was like, "Yo, what's up?" And I was like, "Oh, what's up?" Akbar was talking. He's a nice guy, but his brother was his brother was nice, nasty. Seventy something sacks over ten years. Come on, yeah. Bro. I'm sorry, I confused him. No, you had the, you actually got the last name. Kabir right. Bahamia Biamila. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, about by the way, speaking of the Seahawks, uh, their backup quarterback. You know who he is? This year? Yes. He played well in preseason. And he oh, uh, Geno Smith? Yep. Yeah. He's Gino doing Smith. his thing. I saw that. Yo, he had a touchdown. Yo, I wanted to send <laughs> you. He ruled for him so hard. No, but I wanted to send you a clip. This was funny. He had a touchdown dance. In, he had a touchdown in preseason. Like, he actually threw a really nice pass. I forget the receiver's name. He's playing with the second team or whatever. He did a barrel roll celebration. <laughs> Really? It was hilarious. Well, like it's, the only ce- it's the only celebration he'll do this year. On, Russell bro. Wilson doesn't get hurt. <laughs> Yo, I mean, look. Good job. <laughs> Take the money. Here's the thing, too. Let me just say this real quick, because this this speaks to a larger discussion about what people may feel about loyalty and options and things like okay. that. So, like, he got cut by the Seahawks, so then they could resign him after they did the, J- the J- Jadavian Clowney trade, right? And that was interesting because, like, he said, and I actually believe this, but he said that he had other offers from other teams that were actually more money, but he kept his word and returned to the Seahawks. I have no reason to think that that's BS because, like, you know, uh, the Lions called Dan Orlovsky recently, according to what he told Lebatard. So these court, they're calling anybody but Colin Kaepernick. But basically what Absolutely. I'm saying is like, that. that's interesting because I'm thinking, I'm looking at that and I'm like, yo, if you hang around a league long enough, Ryan Fitzpatrick shows you every day, you can get oh. an opportunity. Geno Smith going to be starting somewhere next year, bro. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick can. Ooh. Jets ruined that kid. Um, John Abraham. Speaking of, of the Jets. Jets. Mine too. He only wore this number for four years, but man, it was a good four years. Yes, it was. One of my favorite Jets ever, uh, along with Sean Ellis, that pass rush. Yep. Matthias Kiwanuka, who I feel like you know. Yeah, yeah. Many times. Talk, spoke many times with him at the time. You know, very one of the most intelligent players I've covered. Yeah, very I've intelligent heard dude, man. Like, really intelligent. Uh, yeah, he was a really good. He was a pleasure to cover with the Giants. And he's from Jersey? He's from Jersey, right? I forget. He's really, really, really good dude. Matthias Kiwanuka. All right, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we also have Terry Crews. Terry Crews. <laughs> oh, who, man. when he played in his brief NFL career, he wore number 94. 94. So that was an interesting little tidbit that I stumbled across. Um, Terry Crews, he wore also a couple other numbers, but he wore 94 when he was with the L.A. Rams at the time before they moved yep. to St. Louis and then back to L.A., uh, where he actually played six games, and then he went to the Chargers and Washington where he actually played 32 games in his NFL career. So there was that. Uh, so Terry Crews and then Evan Fournier, the only NBA player in history, according to basketball reference, to wear number 94. He did it with the Denver Nuggets before being traded to Orlando and knocking USA out of gold medal contention in the World Cup all these years later. Evan Fournier, by the way, I think he's going to have a solid year this year, and that Orlando Magic team probably goes back to the playoffs. So shout out to Evan Fournier. I can see that. This is tough. That Orlando Magic team is sneaky sneaky like they're interesting they play d i still don't like their their point guard situation but we'll see they have a lot of forwards too. um they do uh but if markel folks i mean you know well if he plays <laughs> yeah uh this is tough man oh boy i i like demarcus Ware. um part of me wants to go with terry cruz just to put some old <laughs> next next to, next to his picture i think i think demarcus Ware is the best player here i go to demarcus Ware. go to demarcus Ware. 94 Ninety four. We got it. Ninety four. Demarcus Ware episode. You could also put Illmatic. <laughs> that actually was really good. <laughs> that might have been the first time I actually went with not a jersey. <laughs> you know what? We're going Illmatic. <laughs> we started off saying ninety four was a good year. Ryan said that was the year we we're born. Sorry, Illmatic. It's Illmatic episode. It also is nice because it's the two year anniversary and time our, is Illmatic. That's what you named the the one year anniversary episode. Show. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure out. Something. That was episode forty-two. I just want to say that, like, yo. By the way, the last year, the second year, we us doing this podcast, yeah. your schedule got more hectic. My schedule got more hectic. We did fifty-two episodes. Still did fifty-two. Fifty-two episodes. episodes. Banging it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice. That's good. You're out like, here chasing hurricanes and shit. <laughs> well, I chasing them. Let's get that clear. Oh, are they finding I'm you? Not, no, no, no. I'm not chase. I'm not a chaser. 
you guys say it all come to me in time, like, are you a storm chaser? No. Right. Well, let me explain this. And I say this very lovingly. There's a different mindset to the people who actually chase the storms. Like, they really are all about being all up in the craziest place possible. I get sent where they asked me to go to cover the storm, but let me explain that. I damn sure ain't chasing the storm. You'd rather be the dude from Family Guy saying, it's going to rain, I mean, and keep it moving. I mean, honestly, that's what most black people say about the weather. <laughs> so, that's it. He can make that joke, not me. Yeah. That's I can say, well, it's been raining a long time for us. It's raining right now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah We're going to leave here, and it's going to be raining. Yeah, so uh, 94, we'll call it the Illmatic episode. Yeah. Fits perfectly because... Podcast Ain't Hard to Sell Podcast. We True. thank you for listening. Uh, the first single off of Illmatic. Uh, thank you for listening. Well, technically it was halftime, but yes, whatever. Technically. Uh, halftime was on Zebrahead, and we don't have any yeah, technicalities. So, right. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. Uh, please continue to support us. Also, check out uh, Brian Fonseca's show, Side Hustle. Oh, yes. Uh, this week's episode has Jamal Murphy, yes. friend of the podcast. Very good conversation uh, about how he balances being a lawyer and a sports reporter. And apparently he was a sports agent once, so we get into that a little bit too. There you go. So that should, that should be a good and one. And a special reveal for episode eight, the yeah. final episode of oh, season one next one. week. I feel like it's the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it might be. It might uh, honestly be. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I've already got a little sneak peek at it. So uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see you next week. So you get a little yeah. sneak peek of that. Uh, be sure to support us on other stuff. Patreon. Be sure to fill out our survey. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know how we can improve over the next year. What you think you'd like to see more of with the podcast. We will try to bring that for you. That's it. Episode ninety four has been two years. Great two years. A lot more to come. A lot more to do. Until next time, y'all. Brian Fonseca, Dex Henry. Peace. Shout out to Bang Bros and the BBC Arena. Nah, man, they ain't getting that. <laughs> they ain't getting that. Nah. Yeah, I hope.